Okay, so seriously, I'm just having one of those moments where it's just like, how, why, how come? I'm so glad, right? Like just, I had to take a sip there. Wow, just wow, right? Okay, so for the past week-ish, okay, let's pretend I got this prayerful prompting, let's say Saturday night, right? So it's been Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night to Wednesday night. So it's been four days of agonizing in some ways, not even agonizing, three days of agonizing in some ways over this one thing that I just felt like was just so out of the ordinary and just a little bit out of my comfort zone. No, not just a little bit out of my comfort zone. I'll just say totally out of my comfort zone, just totally out of my comfort zone. And it was just one of those things that I was just going back and forth, back and forth, being like, I don't know if I can do this. I just don't know if I can do this, right? Like just feeling so, maybe extremely nervous, extremely insecure, extremely, extremely a lot of things, right? And then I was wondering, I'm like, why in the world would I feel such a thing? Like, why don't I just go back to pretend like I didn't get any ideas about anything and no promptings, no prayers that were felt or heard or thought of about any of these things? And could I just go back to this life where I wasn't worrying so much about this anticipated thing that was going to be out of my comfort zone and just, I don't know, like just, I don't know. Like there was a, just this big unknown of how this is going to happen. And it seems to me my flow of life, right? It's like I, I have a sense that I have this relationship with Heavenly Father where he knows my gifts and talents, even the talents and gifts that I don't realize I actually have personally. Like I just don't realize those are my gifts, right? And so it's like, it's like he gives me these tiny opportunities for me to, to get an idea and, and then be like, yeah, like, see what happens when you go with that, right? And then so I do, and then I'm terrified, and I'm like, ah, like, I don't think I can do this. This is just too much pressure and just too much to think about and all of this kind of thing, right? And, and, and so it was really interesting because I was back and forth, humming and hawing, should I do this, should I not? Should I do this, should I not? And, you know, but at the end of the day, it was always no I just feel like there's something here that I don't really understand that I really just need to step forward with and just see what happens. I just don't understand it completely, but I just feel like it needs to happen, right? So here I was, and it's been like, it's not like this is the first time I felt this way, right? Um, But it was the most recent time, right? So then Saturday again, I'm talking with these people, these wonderful people. They're like my mentors. They're like these mentors in my life that help me to ask really good quality questions, like in my prayers, right? And they they ask me different things for me to consider and think about and that kind of thing. And so one of the recent questions was like, okay, think about anybody in your life that you feel like might might enjoy or appreciate a little bit more light in their life, right? And just like write them, write those names down. So I wrote down like a name of a list of like 10 people, let's say, right? And then I, and then the question was like, okay, now that you have this list, think about two people that you could specifically reach out to this week just to, just to start the process 
of seeing what, what it is that you could possibly do that, that might be your, your opportunity to be a stepping stone in their life in receiving more light in their life, right? Just, just even more, just like a breath of fresh air or something, right? Something. And so then I was like, okay. So then I wrote down two people, okay? Um, in between this time in the last three days, one of those people, I was kind of agonizing. This wasn't even the story that I was going to start with, but I just remembered, oh yeah, I totally did contact one of those people. <laughs> one of the people I was supposed to contact I kind of agonize over talking with them, like, anytime it's prompted, because I just, it's, it's a hard experience for me, it's hard emotionally, it's exhausting, it's, you know, it's very one-sided and thankless, and, and just very much that way, but I realize that I still need to be the one to step forward, I still need to be the one to take ownership of what is mine to take ownership in this relationship, to at least take a step forward in reaching out and just still exercising that faith to do that, right? So then I call up this person, and sure, we, we have an okay conversation for like 15 minutes, and then turns kind of sour, as, you know, as I'm used to, you know, a little bit, and, and then it just got to the point where I had to just end the call and be like, okay, I'm done, like, good night kind of thing, and, you know, move on. And so that was just all that was, and I was just like, okay, like, interesting that I felt the prompting to just have this person in my life this week, right? Um, and then, and then I, and then, but I feel like it was like the catalyst, right? It's like, because I exercised some faith there to be like, I'll just try anyways with this person, right? Then I felt like I kind of was able to roll forward and be like, well, who else though, right? And so I had other people on my list and then I like move on to the next one, right? And then I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I realized, um, this one person, we had been chatting anyways, and so they, like, you know, it just so happened I checked my phone one day, and they said something like, oh, hey, I'm available this day, this week, to do something, right? And I was like, oh, sweet, you're one of my people, I totally want to be doing whatever I can to, like, help in any way possible to assist and support in whatever, whatever it is that comes up in your life that I can hear about or know about or whatever to just be another cheerleader for you, right? <laughs> and so then when they contacted me, I was like, sweet, right? So then we move forward. And then for some reason I have this idea, I'm like, okay, so do you want this just to be like a one-on-one -on -one thing, get together? Or do you, do you, how would you feel if we did like a, you get to meet my friends kind of thing, right? And so then we invite more people, right? And then, and then this person responded. They're like, well, yeah, like that would be fun. It would be more fun with more friends. I was like, okay, right? Because I don't know this person well enough, right? I don't know if they're introvert. I don't know if they're extrovert. I don't know if it stresses them out more, if there was more people or what. So I just had to check in. So that was awesome. I was like, sweet. And then the idea just like, boom, like it just all rolled forward. It was like it was just handed to me, downloaded to me exactly what needed to happen, right? It's like I needed to contact one person so that they could be a person to be like a, a nice comfort checkpoint because I knew that this person had been to the country that this other person was from, right? So both of these people are on my list, right? Of, of people that I'm just praying for, right? Like, and just hoping that, that me or someone else can be someone in their life to just help them with whatever it is that they're 
hoping and desiring for right now, right? Like in their heart of hearts, right? And so, so it was just like, it just all flew together. And then, and then it was just this delightful thing where it's like, I start off with this one person that I'm like, oh yeah, that's the person I'm going to, I'm going to help this week. That's the person I'm going to serve. Right. And then, and then when, when it turned out that like, I had faith enough to just ask like, oh, what if you like, would you want this to become more of a bigger friend meetup kind of a thing? Not just a one-on-one, but just like a few more friends kind of thing. And when they, when they just gave the green light, I was like, boom, okay, I know exactly what needs to happen here. So then it's like, then I, I call it like, I message the other friend be like, Hey, could you help with games? Right? Like, because this person is new and like, you know, and like, just be a part of this experience with me. And, and then I contact my other friends that, and I'm like, Hey, could you be a part of this with me? (laughs) Right? Like, could you, could you, like, would you want to just come together and have some games or something? And then, and then I contact another and, 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 you know, it's so interesting because yes, I had the nudge of like, boom, I know exactly what needs to happen here. But in some ways, because part of it, yes, was some of my idea, but another part of it was like reaching out into this area that was the unknown, right? Because yes, I know these people, right? I know them all, but it's not like we have a regular routine of hanging out regularly, right? It's not like we see each other like every single week at the same time, like we already have a routine of like playing together or whatever. It's like, it, I felt like I was breaking what, like I was breaking ground to start the foundation of something. And it was a little bit scary to me. I was like, oh, I don't know what this sh- foundation's gonna be like. I don't know if it's just like terrible clay or sand or whatever, like all of this anticipation of not knowing what was there to become, which is interesting because I typically am not one to really care so much about the details, right? But for some reason in this very instance, I felt very perfectionistic about it all. I was like, it's got to be at the right time. It's got to be the right combination of people at at every minute of the evening. It's got to be, you know, I was just like, multi, I was just like micromanaging every instant in my head, thinking that every single moment just had to be just so and calculating, right? I was doing this weird calculating thing. And that's what was stressing me out for like three days. I was like, what in the world is all this? But then it wasn't until, you know, like first person comes, shows up and comes to my house, picks me up with two other, and then the last person that showed up that I wasn't even anticipating coming, right? And, and so here we were all together around this table, you know, in the evening, and there's like two, four, six people. And there was just this beautiful, beautiful moment for me of being like, I just can't believe I got to be part of this. I got to be part of Heavenly Father's work of caring about his children. And I somehow got some idea a few days ago to just think of one person, maybe a list of 10 or something. And then it turned out to, to be this blessing for six other people. Right. And it was just a snowball thing that I was like, I, like I, I woke up today and I almost felt like crying in joy because it was like one of those moments for me where it wasn't even, yes, I had one person in mind to want to help. 
And then it turned into two people I wanted to help. And then it was turned into six people that I wanted to help, right? And there was some of the back and forth of like, I need your help to, you know, that kind of thing. But like, but in the end, I just kind of felt like it was this wonderful thing like I've been taught recently in my last therapy session, um, last and first therapy session. I have more to talk about that in another podcast. But anyways, in this one therapy session I was in, it was so lovely because she talked about this idea of, of just getting into this state where we can come into our, our calm um, decision, our dis- deciding to be calm in a situation so we can be like a calm pilot and, and be this person that's ready to say, hey, I'm here to keep you safe kind of thing, right? When there's turbulence, kind of like, you know, turbulence with the pilot and they call into the people sitting so that they know, hey, I'm a pilot, I'm aware there's turbulence and I'm here to keep you safe just so you know, kind of thing. And, and I guess, you know, in the therapy kind of world, they call this, this idea like co-regulating, you know, when somebody's just totally disoriented, it's on whoever it is that can be a first responder in that awareness situation of being a friend, basically, um, to be like, hey, I'm going to be the one to keep space here and, and to help hold space so that whoever it is that's in the space can feel safe, right? And can feel like loved and, and all this thing. And the whole idea in this, you know, therapy world is like when we choose to be that person, to be the comp pilot, to be the co-regulator leader, basically, you just hold the space. And as you're holding the space for someone else, apparently it's one of those things where you can't co-regulate with someone else without it blessing you back, right? It's that whole idea like the commandment that's like, hey, love others as I have loved you, right? Like, and then the other it was like, um, something like love others as you love yourself, something, I don't remember. Um, anyways, it's just so touching to me to start this process because the whole idea with this co-regulation thing that I'm understanding is like the way that my therapist person said it was like, hey, you know, in, in the way that you were raised, let's just say that you didn't have a lot of opportunities to have someone else be the calm pilot leader of saying, I'm going to keep you safe and, and co-regulating with you, let's say, you know, or that's just your perception of how you felt, right? So let's say if that was your situation, there's a lot of situations in your life that you may not have been able to process through properly um, to to achieve like the optimum result or the ideal result, right? Because because you weren't co-regulated with to process through some of those experiences, right? But the saving grace thing that she said was, and like, just because that was your past doesn't mean that it has to be your future. Now that you know this, you can take the opportunity to become the calm pilot person, to become the person that chooses to be the co-regulating leader in any given situation. And as you choose to step into those shoes and co-regulate with those others, you allow for yourself to be healed too, right? Like you're not just creating a healing space for others. You're creating a healing space for you. And, and it was just this like mind boggling, like blow my head off. Like, are you kidding me? Are you joking me? Like, 
I am just blown away just thinking about this. And, and I felt it yesterday. That was the thing. It's like, I don't know. When I first, when I st- first started on this path of like, you know, wondering about my relationship with God and all of these kinds of things, it, it came clear that all I knew was that he was trying to tell me something, you know, he was trying to tell me something in my heart. And over time I was able to decipher and decode what it was. And basically it was just the simplicity that he loved me, that he wanted me and that he wanted to be able to see me again. Right. And, and that all of my life's experience here is basically for that homecoming, right? For that homecoming experience to be able to come back together and reunited and just be home, right? To be able to come home all in one piece and ready to, to do the next phase of our lives together, right? Like that's basically what it was and is and still is and, and gives me fire every day to do what I need to do and just do it, right? So yesterday when I was gathered in this table with six people all around me that I was just feeling in complete bliss with and just feeling completely like enthralled and thrilled and, and just like, you know, like I think about some of the worst sorrowful experiences that a person can feel. And I was, I felt like I was literally feeling everything opposite of that in that tiny moment. And who knew that in a simple night of playing three card games that I could feel that way. You know, like I just, I have so much gratitude. I have gratitude for my friends that wanted to host it, that they could be such people dedicated to kindness and love and, and, and being connected with, with God, right? To be able to create a home that is, that is welcoming to that. I, I just have so much gratitude to my one other friend that, that actually calmed my spirit so deeply so I could feel like I could actually move forward with this. You know, she was the one to drive us there, right? And then I have so much gratitude for my other two friends that I was really hoping and praying over for like weeks, right? And that they showed up and that they, they felt the value in wanting to come to something like this, something as simple as this, right? And then the one other person that was there that I'd been praying so hard over for, you know, years, a decade, right? And, and I've just been trying to find whatever possible way to be some kind of a blessing for this person, right? And that they just so happened to want to tag along that night, right? And be a part of this beautiful experience with me. So anyways, there I was sitting in this, around this table. And I was like, okay, I, and I was just kind of like in this state of revelry, like just this like reverie kind of moment of like, I'm feeling so happy right now. I don't understand it. And as I reflect on it now, I realize that it's like, I realize that that was another moment for me. It was actually a holy moment for me. It was a holy place for me to feel like, This is what coming home feels like. This is a glimpse of what it might feel like one day to return home to my Heavenly Father and all my ancestors and and just have this, this beautiful gathering moment of connection and totally alive together in the same space together at the same time. 
And I, I tear up about this whole idea of coming home because growing up, of course, like that was really difficult to, to make happen in a situation where there was mental illness in the home and there was, you know, landed immigrant status kinds of stuff and just so much hardship that there was no room for playing games and having fun together. There was not even room to have any conversation around the, the dinner table, right? It was just so much bleakness for so many years. Like the first 18 years of my life, so hard, right? Just so constantly hard, right? It's like, I just wonder how I survived, right? And it was just this moment, you know, like, I don't know how many years it's been, like 15 years since I was in that situation where there was like hopelessness and despair for so long. And then here I was in a table surrounded by six other people. And I could just feel that moment of like, this is what this feels like. This is what this is. When people talk about believing that families can be together forever and wanting that, right? It's like this moment of like, ah, and I've been searching for that, right? Because I have a hard time building that in my own home. I just do. You know, I have a great relationship with my spouse. I try to have great relationship with my individual children, right? As they come, right? But I have a really hard time standing by gathering us together to do a focused effort thing without feeling like insecure about it in the first place and then following through with it even while some of the stragglers are complaining about this, that, or the other and then I just lose my steam and then we can't really finish much, right? Because I don't have enough confidence or testimony or or enough experiences myself of what this looks like to come home, to be in a home together and just do this, right? And... You know, for everybody else there, I don't know if they felt it like the way I felt it because I don't know how many times they've already had those experiences in their life, right? But I only ever started playing anything like this, like card games, those kinds of things, and and really feeling like I was in it. And, you know, there was a few moments in my childhood, I could say, like maybe I could count on my hand, something like that, like that we played certain games, But it was never really, like, consistent enough necessarily to feel like it was our thing, right? Like, it was just, like, these random experiences that happened, right? And I'm just realizing, you know, as I start this with my friends, like, who are in these cultured game, like, cultured game board type family people, right? That grew up playing games with their families or grew up, you know, knowing how to play games with their siblings or whatever, right? And that there was that back and forth that that I feel like there's still like this black hole experience of my past that I haven't been able to put together yet. But it was just this trickle of hope moment of like, man, all I felt this like four days ago was, hey, think of this one person, think of this other person, see what you could do to move forward in spreading a little more light in those relationships, right? And just like nurturing and, and just lifting and and spreading some cheer, right? Like, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm all over that. And who knew that by the time I had everyone gathered that I just felt like it was all for me. (laughs) I was like, I was doing this for you, but I'm just really feeling like this was actually for me because it it was honestly such a holy 
experience for me of feeling so close to my Heavenly Father and feeling so much that He doesn't want me to just experience these moments in these pockets of moments once in a while, just randomly with friends, right? He wants for me to have those experiences with Him for eternity, right? Like with everyone, right? Not just like a group of six people, but like everyone, right? And I was like, dude, this is awesome. This is just awesome. So I guess it just kind of fortified my testimony of like, yeah, families really do need to be forever, right? Like, why would you just want these to be random experiences? Like, these kinds of things have to be a thing, like, as often as possible, right? That's what you do with your families, right? That's the whole point of having a family. So you can have these people to do things with forever, like over and over again. And you never have to feel like it ever has to stop, right? And that you don't have to think that every, anything will ever have to just be a random time. But you can just create this beautiful life together, right? So it gave me a lot of hope there. I was like, sweet. I got to hang out with a bunch of friends that know what this is. And so now I can bring it back into my home and, and do that. And it was just so touching to me. It was so important for me to have that moment of feeling like this is worth it. This is so worth it. It is so worth it to get into a place in my life where I can be in like a solid relationship with my Heavenly Father, solid relationship with myself, solid relationship with my spouse, solid environment, you know, creating, turning a house into a home for us so that we can hold space here for everybody to like self-regulate, emotionally be well and spiritually well and physically and intellectually well and, and create this environment and opportunity so that people can feel a glimpse of what heaven could be, right? Like, why wouldn't I want to do anything that I could possibly do to be able to allow for other people to have an opportunity, to have those holy opportunity moments to feel close to their heavenly parents and to feel a glimpse of hope that this life, yes, it's exhausting. Yes, it's hard. Yes, there's so much sorrow and griping and, and pushing and forcing and all of these things. And there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're doing this as a means to an end for a greater life of hope and light and kindness and like becoming. And it's just glorious. That's just all I have to say about that. Who knew that a tiny group of six people surrounding me playing these cute little games on cards could bless me with such a deep, deep experience of hope and gladness. And it's so interesting that I stressed over it for three days because in some ways I think I was just being, I was having a lot of opposition, right? For me to have this beautiful, glorious moment. I, I believe not only for me, but for everybody that was around that table, right? To just have a moment of refreshment. We were around that table for like four hours, right? <laughs> just game after game after game. And I was like, I just felt so happy. I was just thrilled.